Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Holly Holton. And you know, Holly, it's been a little while since we've been together. I can't even imagine how the world is going for you right now, because uh, some may not realize Holly is a mother of six. And Holly, what are the age ranges again? Uh, 13, 10, 7, 6, 4, and 3. And that, my friend, right there deserves an award. Just surviving another day. <laughs> yes, apps the most okayest mother. <laughs> well, you know, in in this uh, era that we're in right now, and I think that 2020 can be uh, classified as an era because it's always something that you look back on and you will never forget, like World War II. 2020 is our version of the Depression or World War II. And so I I get in this mindset, and I bet you have as well, where we're so ready for 2020 to be over, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Countdown. Like my son has a countdown to when his braces come off. <laughs> I'm tempted to have a countdown till the end of 2020. <laughs> well, I get it. And if we're honest, you turn on the news every day and there's always something new that is devastating, whether it's an earthquake that we experienced here or a fire NATO didn't even know there was such a thing. So 2020 Crazy. has brought a lot of negatives. And it's easy. Yeah. It's so easy to just kind of fall into that rocking chair mode of, okay, I'm just going to sit here and whine and wonder what next horrible thing is around the bend. And, and some, sometimes I escape by watching, you know, some movie, and I'm not even going to lie, there are some Christmas movies that have made it on to my TV, even in July and August, because <laughs> I wanted to find an escape. Yeah. And, and even Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, uh, they're bringing back pumpkin spice early because they're anxious to get this year behind us. However, I wonder today if you and I could maybe kickstart something different. And I want to encourage us and encourage the gals that are sitting around the table with us. Could we possibly make a list of the good things that have happened? I mean, we can see the bad. Everybody's screaming about the bad. It's on the news. It's all around us. But what about the good? And I, I let me just start off, Holly. This year, we had Grandma Grandpa Camp again, like we always do. We have 10 grandkids. Only six could make it this year. But as our grandkids get older, it gets harder and harder to get the time 
with them because they're involved in volleyball and band and sports and all these things. And to find time for them to come together is almost impossible anymore. And yet, because of all the lockdowns, all the restrictions, we were able to have not only Grandma Grandpa Camp, but we've had multiple visits with our grandkids because they've been available. There's a good thing on the list. Yes, availability. Everybody's schedules has gone down. And I've been watching the Grandma and Grandpa Camp on Facebook. And I want to go. Can I send my kids? Can you do one? <laughs> <laughs> Encouragement Cafe Grandma and Grandpa Camp. Um, but yeah, the, the time with family has been such a blessing. The slowing down of everything. And you know, it's funny because at, at the beginning of all of this, when everything stopped, it was nice. It was nice to slow down. But, you know, I, I won't lie. Like, there was some complaining in my heart going on, you know, like, you know, what are we going to do all day? What, what we're just going to stare at the walls. We're just going to stare at each other. And now that things have kind of picked back up a little bit, like the next two weeks in my calendar, I'm just like, I don't even know if I can do this. I mean, it's really compared to what we were doing. It's not much. But compared to what we have been doing for the past six months, I feel like anything written on a calendar is overwhelming. <laughs> so it's funny how like you you can just every it shifts and changes life. It's what was stressful what was not stressful before became stressful now. And it's all about just focusing on Christ. And I just because everything changes, you know, what, mm -hmm. like I said, what was stressful before may not be stressful now, what was stressful now may not be stressful. Anyway, it's always ebbing and flowing. And the only thing that I can find that is steady and that can ground me in this ever changing world, and it's always ever changing, but I do feel like obviously, the past six months has been extraordinarily different, um, is, is just being grounded in Christ and just being thankful for family and health and just slowing down and really finding the important things because it's not sports, it's not swimming, it's not this, it's not that, it's really just each other. And I've been so thankful for that time. But yeah, it's easy to get into the complaint list. In fact, when you when you text me the uh, topic for this week, it came at such a perfect time because I was sitting in the corner rocking and crying. <laughs> just the woe is me, everything. Like I'm supposed to homeschool how many children? Like, how am I going to do this? Like, Lord, give me strength. And, you know, just the woe is me. And it was such a great reminder just to stop and to really be thankful for the important things and for those nice little things like the Christmas movies on TV. Um, you know, just the, the, the little reminders of what, what will be again, what life will be like, and just, um, a, just to get us uh, our eyes off of what is happening now. You know, this is uh, so easy for, uh, for any of us to just slip into the woe is me Today, we're talking about making a list of the good. And so I want to really focus. I, you know, I, I know we could go on and on about the bad. Let's talk from here on about the good, because sometimes I think the little things, like sharing time together, that those things kind of slip away when we allow our mind to just 
go down that track of all all the things that are not normal. Uh, and right. I, I can't help but go back and look at Daniel <clears throat> when he was hauled away from everything that he knew and everything was different. He did exactly what you're saying. He kept his mind focused on God. And Joseph, when he was taken away and his brothers sold him into slavery, his entire life changed forever. And sometimes we get this feeling that we're going to be living the same forever. But as you stated, life changes. And I'm at a stage of my life now where I've seen life go through cycle after cycle after cycle. But what I have always noticed is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever in my own life. And therefore, it's like a treasure hunt looking for the good, looking for the things that would not have happened had we not had the negative things hit our world. So, for example, I would not have had the opportunity to share seeds with my family. I sent packages of seeds to all five of our kids and encouraged them in the spring to start a garden. And that has been one of the f most fun things we've done as a family. Uh, Dwight and I have a garden and we always try to have something, but this year we really poured into it. And, and every week we would do a Zoom call with all the family and see how their garden was coming along. And it was so cool to watch them squeal when they saw their first little sprout. And some of these city kids had never understood that corn actually comes from a plant. You know, it doesn't come <laughs> from the grocery store. I mean, they knew it, but to right. see it, they, they were just so excited. I mean, every, and now, I mean, every time they get something that they pick and eat, they take a picture or they call us and they they want to show us. And all those little intentional moments that would not have happened if we hadn't been forced into something new and different. Absolutely. And, you know, and even like the big moments. So when when the COVID first happened, my husband was out of work for eight weeks. And that was hard for our family. Um, he was in the process of opening up his own anesthesia business. Don't ask me how you do that because he's doing it. <laughs> you, you don't think of anesthesia being a business, but it is. And so he was in the process of opening up his own business. And, you know, he has you know, six kids and a wife to take care of and support and feed. And, you know, in, in the daily grind of life, it's easy just to forget about God's provision and God's faithfulness when you're the one that's working and, and, you know, bringing in the income. And it was really, really awesome for our family, for our kids, 
for Ryan and I to remember that God will provide for us. And yes, it's our duty to work hard and it's our duty to sow the seeds and to, you know, till the ground. But at the same time, you know, the Lord is the one who brings forth the crops and the harvest. And so when those eight weeks happen and we did not have any cash flow coming in um, to watch the Lord sustain us and support us and let us um, thrive without Ryan working was really amazing. Um, and, you know, I forget, you know, I, I was I had um, I was supernaturally healed of cancer. And, you know, we had these big moments in our life where God is so close and then life happens and returns to normal and you kind of forget about that. And it was, it was honestly, it was really awesome to see that again and to really just sit back and watch the Lord be faithful and providing and to grow our family closer together since Ryan was home for eight solid weeks. I mean, by the end of it, I think he was ready to pull his hair out. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready for him to go back to work. But I mean, but it, you know, I mean, he, that man can't sit still for long and um but to have that quality of time as a family that honestly we would have never gotten because he can't take eight weeks off of work um mm -hmm. we would have never gotten that time with him and to invest in our family and to point our kids to jesus and to have that time and so during you know when i'm rocking in a corner you know you just have to have those little reminders of god's faithfulness because he is there and sometimes you know you have your valleys where it's dark and you don't feel anything but they're not all he's he's always working and you may not be able to see it right away but when you do see it it's important to write it down it's important to remember because we're like the israelites and we forget all the time even like big things we can see god moves so big and even in the little ways and we're we sit there and we're like lord we will never forget this moment and then we do and mm -hmm. it's important to remember so when we're rocking in the corner <laughs> we just know like well god provided this and so i can get up i can stand up and i can face the world and i can face the scary and i can face the pain that's going on and i can bring the light of jesus because you know we're not we're not good witnesses to the world when we're rocking in a corner and all depressed and sorry for ourselves. So it's important to find God in the little things like the seeds and the big things like the provision um, mm -hmm. of the eight weeks of unemployment. Well, absolutely. And one of the things that I realized God was at work way before we ever realized it was our church. Now, our church uh, built the sanctuary that we're currently in in the year 2000. I remember when it opened and it was a big expansion. But if you think back in 2000, uh, we didn't have internet throughout the house like we do now. Mm -hmm. So there were, even though it was just 20 years ago, it was dated in the technology. So for the last year, our church had been preparing. And we gutted the, the sanctuary last summer to rework it and rewire it and get it all ready. And the day, the day that they had planned to live stream the very first time was in March, right after they said, no large gatherings. That's crazy. Isn't it? God was working 
for a year ahead of time saying, hey, you need to get ready. You need to get this ready. And our leaders didn't understand what was about to happen, but they felt this sense of urgency to get it done. And on the very day they planned, we have a 40-day devotion that we do as a church body through February and March, and we do it for 40 days. And they always have this big celebration. And so they decided, let's make that day the day that we go live. So even the people that can't be there can watch. And they said, look at this. We're all home celebrating together because God knew in advance. And when you think about that, you realize that God knows what you need. He knows what I need. He knew in advance that we were going to face this time together. And he is providing in ways and giving us opportunities to see his fingerprints. And so, you know, we've named, we've, we've had more family quality time together. We've had garden seeds. We've had opportunities to be with grandkids that we wouldn't have had before. We've been able to watch church online, and I have seen it grow in the last six months, the ability for them to just be kind of fumbling through it to now. It's amazing. And we still have the online going, even though they have let everybody go back to church and now our uh, God has expanded our territory because there are people watching all over the globe now. That would not have happened had God not gotten us in place and in order ahead of time. He is so good and so detailed. He is. And can I just tell you, so this happened yesterday and we had our first day of homeschool. So all six kids homeschooling, you can imagine how that went. And (laughs) honestly, I cannot imagine. Oh, we had tears from them, from me, from everyone. And I mean, we've been homeschooling before, but the little ones have been home. And our six-year-old who starts kindergarten this year has an IEP. He's got speech issues. And with the public schools being closed, he can't get his um, speech therapy. And so we're trying to figure out how... We can do that because we've seen a decline in his speech since school let out last year or in March. And, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm just praying and I'm like, Lord, I mean, you will give me the strength to do this. And I know that you can equip me, but I don't I I, I can't <laughs> I can't do it. I don't feel like I'm enough for him. I just you can help me, but you're going to have to help me because I can't do this on my own. And as I am like praying and talking to God, I get an email from a local charter school that my six, my six year old got accepted to the local charter school. Um, and so he is now going tomorrow, he goes two days a week, um, but he can get his speech therapy, he can be able to get all the the stuff that he needs that I can't give him and that since the schools are shut down here, the public schools, um, he can't get it from there either. And so that was just a huge answer to prayer. And now, I mean, I hardly ever have prayer answered literally in the moment that I'm praying for it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, 
And it was just one of those, like, and it's going to go down in my journal. You know, God answered immediately, like, while I was praying for this, he answered this prayer, and I'm not going to forget this. So when I'm rocking in my corner again next time, I can go back to my journal, and I can look and see God's faithfulness and his provision and everything. And, you know, one of the, the biggest things for me during all of this is really having to rely on the Lord with all these crazy children at home. And I'm 40. And so I'm older, and I'm not as active, and they want to run around. And I'm like tired by like, you know, they get up at six, I'm done by 630. <laughs> I need a nap. And so just seeing the faithfulness of the Lord, like, you know, he gave me these children, he can who will equip me to raise them. But being able to point them to the little things as well, and just really taking this time to share my faith with them instead of everybody coming and going and sports and this. And so that really really has been such a blessing. And, you know, it's so easy for us to get caught up, you know, being overwhelmed, but we were not meant to be overwhelmed. We were meant to focus on the good. Our minds are meant to focus on the word of God, because sometimes we don't feel God. Sometimes he feels so far away and we don't have those prayers answered, like in an immediate email. We just have to rely on his word that he is there, even though sometimes we don't feel it. And there's good things all around us. And and I've become more of a pessimist as I've gotten older. And I'm asking the Lord to change that with me because that's not the life that we're called to live because we're Mm. supposed to look different than the world. We're supposed to be salt to the world. And I can't be salt if I'm pessimistic. I can't shine Jesus if I'm overwhelmed. And so really just relying on him to you know, allow my mind to focus on the small things like the seeds. I'm so glad that your seeds grew. We planted and I killed plants. So thank the Lord. I don't, (laughs) I can keep my children alive because plants are not my thing, but just to see the beauty in that. So one of the other things that was a good on my list was cooking. Now, mm. I, I love to cook, uh, but I don't do it as much as I used to because it's just easy to buy out and, you know, but with my husband, he has now found a, a desire to help in the kitchen. And so he does a lot of prepping of the food. But then when the grandkids are over, we all get involved. So we pick things out of the garden and I give them a a cookbook and say, okay, pick what you want to make. What do you want to learn how to make? And they learned from everything from we did tiramisu to uh, mashed potatoes, all these things that they wanted to learn. We got the book out and I said, I will have the groceries and let's do it together. And that became a fun thing that in the past I may have ordered pizza, you know, or we may have gone out to eat. But now we've learned a whole new set of fun things that we can do as a family. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. You have a choice every single day when you wake up to say, okay, I am going to choose to get in God's word and remember that his promises that he gave Joseph, that he gave Daniel, that he gave his disciples, he also gives to me. And those, those promises are true, that he will never leave me, he will never forsake me. So that's number one. You have a choice to do that every single day. 
And the second choice you have is to smile and say, God, help me put on my God goggles. Help me see the good that you're doing in the middle of the crazy that's going on around me. Lord, you are doing good because you are good. Help me to see my life through the lens that you are here in the middle of it all. Girls, I want to encourage you to do that. Make a list, write in your journal, pray about the things that are making you crazy, but intentionally look for God's fingerprints every single day. And if you start your day in His Word, and you start your day praying for Him to open your eyes and your heart to the good, all you have to do is write it down. Hey, I am so glad that you tuned in today because we all spend time rocking in our chair, looking at the bad. You and I this week, we're going to commit to make a list of the good. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.